0: you <laughs> Alright we're just uh, down here at Sean's place checking out potentially the cutter bus. Took it for a test drive just looking it over. feeling pretty good about it. A few things uh, to get fixed up like soon but other than that just need to get it wrapped. Need to get a few things done in here so we can have a little mobile podcast studio camper. Sweet. Welcome, welcome to the CutterCast vlogcast. My name is Seth Larson and I feel less than ideal. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been blessed to contract the man-made government-supported plague known as coronavirus. My daughter got it and then my wife got it and Now I have it. Luckily, I'm feeling good enough to edit an episode, technically two episodes that we filmed earlier in the year. Let's see. see My temperature is a hit and miss. I have one and then it leaves, but I'm feeling good right now. I felt good enough to get something edited. They were just on last episode. They're two studs. Uh, we love them. Tyrell Gray and Sean DeGray are back with stories of an Alaskan guide. These are two hilarious stories that you are going to love. And I'm in the mood for a laugh. I, I need one. I hope you are too. So without further ado, here's a foxy bear and chest staples. All right. Hey, uh, welcome back to another episode of the CutterCast. An Alaskan Guide, Stories of an Alaskan Guide episode. Once again, joined by Sean D. Gray. Sean?
1: I got one for you. Today. You got a story for us today. Yeah. This, it, give it to us. This one's a shorty, but it's a goody. So, this is... I've had a few experiences where I've been really scared up there and nervous about being eaten alive by a bear. Yeah, because there's... Uh, a, there's that chance. There's bears there and... This is one it's of those wild. stories. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, uh, we're in a, we're out in this valley. It's a high density bear area, bears everywhere, but it's also wide open. So the wind is cranking if it decides to, and there's no, mm-hmm. it's full exposure. So what we did is we've cut into the alders there to put the tents and kind of hide them from the wind. But what we also did is I had to dig myself a latrine. So we cut a hallway also into the alders and uh, set up a latrine back there. And I think that's been the latrine for ever. You just keep changing it, right? So anyway, just to give you an idea, we're in thick, thick brush, Mm -hmm. and uh, we're hunting bears. Well, we'd been up on the ridge glassing, and I saw this sound two cubs, and they'd come close to our tents, and I'm watching them to see what they do. Because normally if they smell you, they're gone. Yeah. And I mean fast. No, not this old gal. (laughs) She came in and just kind of toured herself around with her cubs. Just didn't tear anything up. Just kind of sniffing things and bumping things in camp. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this isn't good. This is horrible. Like too friendly. Yeah. So then they leave and they go about their business and disappear. So that night comes and we had a nice dinner. And I typically sleep with earplugs in. Because there's too much noise of what I think's a bear going to eat me. So I want to sleep. So I just put in <laughs> air plugs and figure I'll know when it bites me. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I wake up, man, and I've got the screamers. Like, this boy's got to go. And he's got to go now. And it's dark outside. It's a late, it's a late uh, September hunt for bears. <laughs> I've got to go, man. So I throw on the old uh, headlamp and head out there and walk down that scary hallway. And I'm d Yeah, that would be
0: that would be freaky. I'm like, going,
1: and I I always take my gun everywhere with me. Well I didn't to the toilet, so <laughs> I'm going about my business and I hear something behind me. And I'm like, Oh please. So I turn on my headlamp and I look behind me and there's two eyes glowing. Man, I got up so fast, and I am not cleaned up yet. I got up. I'm tripping over my pants, running down that hallway, trying to get to my gun. I get to the tent, grab my gun. I'm just sitting there. My light is on full blast. My pants are down to my ankles, and I'm like, where are you at, you son of a gun? Nothing, right? So I'm like, holy cow, what the hell just happened? The hair on my neck had grown an inch, and so I go in the tent. Go about my business cleaning up in the tent because it's a little messier in a normal job from running. So I go about my business getting all cleaned up and everything, and I can't sleep. I'm like, I know I'm, I yeah. almost got eaten alive, and if I go to sleep, yeah. that bear's going to kill me. So anyway, daylight comes and no bear attack, and I'm like, I got to go. I need to do a little investigation here and see mm-hmm. what the hell's going on. So I go down there, and it, and it rains there in September, late September. It's a little muddy in a few spots, and where we uh, dig the hole, because we leave the cap so we can clean it all up and make it look good. So you, you go about your business, throw some dirt on it, and then when that's full, you throw yeah. your cap on, and in a week it's grown over, and it looks good. So there's some mud there where the dirt is, and I'm looking around. Well, whatever this was, it cleaned out the latrine. So, I mean, in a sense, that's good, because now it'll last longer. <laughs> So, but I'm like, what the heck? And then I see the paw prints in the mud pile that I have from digging the dirt out. And they're like teeny, (laughs) teeny little things. And I'm looking at them and it's a fox, fox prints. So now I circle back in my mind when I'm not scared of being eaten. And I'm like, those eyes were awfully low to the ground. (laughs) And they They were really close together. Really (laughs) close together. I'm pretty sure that was a fox. (laughs) (laughs) You're like not sleeping. I didn't. fear. I knew I was going to be eaten by that bear because that sow had prepped me for somebody coming back in the night, and so I knew for sure I was going to die. So when a fox
0: turns into a bear,
1: yeah, that, that hey. That's a good that's name. That's a good name. Yeah, that's a good that's name. A good when a fox turns into a bear. How about the foxy bear? The
0: foxy bear. Yeah, yeah, I like that one, yeah.
1: So short and sweet, but I've got a couple other stories <laughs> that are also as scary that a bear's going to eat me. None of which involved a bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely well, was you nervous. Could imagine, yeah, yeah, I was definitely nervous. Uh, so, any anyway, good story? So Thanks, the fox Sean. turns into a bear, or the berry fox, <laughs> the berry whate- fox, <laughs> or whatever <laughs> it ends up being. Whatever you name it, oh, there you that's go. A good one. Thank you. That's it.
0: This is another stories of an alaskan guide episode i'm here with tyrell gray again and uh tyrell's got a little alaskan guide story to share with us what what story do you have today you
2: know I, I was thinking about after our last one um you know just being like being prepared and yeah being ready for you know whatever situation happens and it just reminded me i had a couple i've had a ton of just funny stories and the majority of the time in alaska it's it is funny, yeah, um, I know I remember listening to your your interview with Sean, and you were talking about if you 're with good guys, how much more fun it is, right, right, yeah, and honestly, the last time I guided professionally was which is another funny story was I guided a guy from the Netherlands that had come on a paid hunt, <laughs> yeah, and it's, it was a train wreck, and I just <laughs> say like i 'm out like i don't have <laughs> jerks anymore like i 'm done, but I was I was just thinking about being prepared and I, and and part of that is just being physically prepared, but also letting your guide know, like, yeah like being upfront and honest, right so I had this this father-son combo. So it was actually two dads and they uh, – or actually two sons, and they brought their dads. And so the two sons were attorneys. They were in their mid-30s. and um, The dads were a little older, you know, mid-60s. And, and uh, so we started just kind of four-on-one. And then – so I, I had them for caribou and black bear. And so I killed two good caribou with the sons. And then another guide came in, one of our friends, Chris Daly. He came in, and he was guiding the two sons to try to get a black bear – so I've got the two dads now, and we get up in the morning, and so I'm taking a little bit easier with them. Both of them kind of had some health issues, and they didn't say anything, but they're just kind of a little slow, right? <laughs> right. Like, they're not getting out of bed fast. Right. And so I'm cooking them breakfast, and I'm trying to be like, you know, it's going to be a great day, blah, 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 and we're on this ridge called Old Telephone. It used to be the only place we could get the satellite phone to work, and it's a really cool ridge, because you go off the end where our camp is, and you can see this just massive valley. Like, you can see 30 miles in both directions. Oh, my word. And I come over, and I peek off the edge. And there's, there's this herd of caribou coming. And back in the day, I mean, we would see literally thousands. Like, you'd see herds of, you know, ten, twenty thousand 20,000 caribou. Like, they would, they would cover a mountain.
0: Now, is why have they just changed their migration route? Or you know, is, like, what's going it's, on? It's weird. So just side note real quick. They, at the peak,
2: that herd, it was the barren ground herd. It mm-hmm. was over 750,000 animals. Oh,
0: my word. And
2: it, it literally dropped to under 200,000. And so they've done a bunch of studies, and I've read stuff that was said it was predation. I've read stuff that said it was, you know, bears, it was wolves, it was mosquitoes. And I don't know what happened. It it, ha- it has come back, uh, but last time I heard, I think it's a little over 400,000 now, but it's not what it was. It's not it's what, not it, what was. it was, yeah. I mean, it's good, but it's not what it was. And they're
0: still using the same migration corridors or... yeah. Basically okay, the same corridors. Yeah. There's
2: actually an interesting book. If you guys are interested, there's a book called um, Alaskan Wolfman's It's about a guy named Frank Glacier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard of the, it. Frank literally followed the herds, and they're in the same general area when he followed them in the 1940s. Oh, my word. So they really haven't. That's like, cool. they migrate a little bit. It changes, but it's not like they're changing I heard changing of that. Countries. I completely forgot about that book. Phenomenal I wanted book. to read it. Yeah. He literally follows them for a year. Oh, my god! Phenomenal. So, anyways, I got these, you know, two dads, and we come over, we look over the valley, and here's just these thousands of caribou coming. And so they're interesting. I know Sean mentioned this too, but they're, I swear it's like they can smell where one caribou goes, a thousand of them will follow the exact same trail. Yeah. And so I'm kind of looking and figuring out, okay, they're all going through that little drainage, the majority of them. And so I grab the two dads and I'm like, come on, hurry. We got to go down here. And so we run down this drainage and I'm, and I'm making them hurry. Like it's downhill, mm-hmm. but it's probably a mile and we've got a pretty good trail. And so we're jogging and we get down there as this, and I can see a couple big bulls coming. And so this one big bull comes up and it crests the ridge like right in front of us. And so I grab the first dad. And I'm like, okay, I get him down in my backpack. And He shoots and just smokes and just hammers this thing. And it goes down. Well, now... The herd scatters. Like they're, now they're going. Yeah. So I grab the other dad and we run down the drainage to the river and we pop up on the bank and these caribou are just flying past. And so I'm like, I'm like, stop, 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 stop. Don't shoot, don't shoot. I'll tell you when, I'll tell you when. And <laughs> I can see this big bull coming and I don't know what made me think to do it, but I'm like, he's going to miss if it's running. And so I wait till it gets about 40 yards away and then I run out in front of it and I'm like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> and it stops. <laughs> like this stupid freaking caribou stops and looks at me like, what are you what doing? Are you- and this guy just smokes it. And so he shoots it, and I'm so excited. I'm like, I can't believe that worked. I can't <laughs> believe was you amazing. just shot. Like, we just killed two caribou. Caribou, they score pretty similar to an elk. And so, like, a 380 bull, you yeah. know, most of you guys know what an elk is, scores. And so, both of these bulls were in the 380s. I mean, oh, they're my word. Yeah, And so, I'm so excited, and I run over, and I'm, I'm like, high five, and then I grab this guy, and I hug him, and he's like, look, 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 And I'm like, are you okay? And he goes, no. He's like, He's like, dude, I had open heart surgery four days ago. And I go, What? "What?" (laughs) And he lays down, he holds his shirt up, he has a freaking staples staples down his chest. And I'm just like, holy (laughs) crap. I'm like, okay, put your feet up. Can I get you some water? Do you need a blanket? Just like, in my mind, I'm like, I just killed the world. Yeah. (laughs) you just bear hugged him to death. And his his face is blue, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. So now it's funny whenever I guide someone, like I always talk about their gear and can I shoot? Do you and have then open like,
0: heart surgery?
2: Any surgeries we need to know
0: about. <laughs> <laughs> but oh he got it. Oh my yeah, word. Yeah, both of them
2: killed giants. Yeah, With grand. staples
0: in his chest. Staples
2: in his dang chest. What is you know, he doing? It was like, it wasn't four days, it was probably the week before, but literally. <laughs>
0: if you have staples in your chest, it was plenty soon enough. <laughs>
2: it's, it's so bad. I've got a picture of it somewhere. I'll oh find it for you. Oh my word, yeah, I took a picture, awesome. we got the bull in the background, he's holding his shirt up, and he's he this just line of stables. Yeah, so if you're, you're going to go hunt Alaska, in Alaska, let your guide yeah. know
0: if you've had uh, any health issues. <laughs> I would advise not having open heart surgery. Before <laughs> Running you know. a mile and smoking a caribou. Yeah.
2: Like, hurry oh, faster, faster.
0: Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> crazy. Oh, my gosh. That's Poor awesome. Good yeah.
2: story. Yeah, it was a good experience. Thanks, Tyrell. He didn't die. Hey, hey. hey. Got a caribou and he Got a caribou he and left. he didn't <laughs> die. It's <laughs> awesome. Thanks. You bet.
0: thank you so much Sean and Tyrell for sharing those stories with us and hey comment below have you ever had some close encounters where you thought a bear was going to eat you you got stalked by a mountain lion something creepy that ended up not being so creepy let us know in the comments below and until next time no open heart surgeries before you go to Alaska bye